Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Is this Buble? Yeah. Okay, ah, there you go. Buble. Right. <laughs> Buble. <laughs> Craig, that was, that's easy? Yeah. I mean, he's got a you, pretty you, distinct voice. Does he? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Michael Bubble. That. He's a crooner. Bubble, yeah. Yeah, but there, I mean, there are plenty of crooners. I guess this yeah, is but like he's yeah. probably, as in this era, he's the most famous of the crooners. You got that Buble rocking? Yeah, I like Michael Buble. He's got a good voice. How much would you pay to see Michael Buble? In oh, I wouldn't pay anything. <laughs> okay. But if someone gave me a ticket, I'd be happy to go see him. Oh, one of those. Yeah. Somebody. Give I've me. actually seen him. Really? Pretty yeah, good? I saw him over at Staples Center several years ago. What is the show like for Buble? Is okay, well, I will, say, I will say this. So I saw him 12 years ago when I started at the station here. And I was slightly disappointed because at that point, he didn't have a lot of his own songs. Ah. So he was he sang a few of his own songs and then other people's songs. Gotcha. Well, Buble. But I he like, has a great voice. I'll give him that. I like yeah. a good cover. Now, household, household name. Yeah. I, I got no problem with Buble. I just, I didn't, I didn't realize he was at the tip of Greg's tongue like that. I didn't know that he was that. Oh, I mean, Michael Buble is a, he's pretty Buble. famous. He's Buble. Buble. Yeah. Michael Buble. He's Buble. Doesn't he have like, Alcoholic drink named after him now, or at least I saw him in a commercial. He does. Him. He made a one uh, of bubbly. Yeah, it's, it's like not an, even named energetic. after him. But no, it's he not. didn't make it, and it's no. not named after him. But they, they use just them use him for the commercials. Which bubbly. is smart to try Why and be funny. I mean, that's that's just what a life. Anyway, all right. <laughs> I have an, hold on. Before you get to that, yes. I do have an update on the poll that you said who should step down from Mason Dude, Island Squad. No shocker. You should not be shocked in the slightest. The poll is over, and with fifty-four percent of the vote, corporate Greg should step down. It's over. It's wow. over. Oh, yeah. you, guys, for you guys are doing. We got to come up with another micro poll. Right. micro polls. Come up. Yeah. We got yeah. another question. By the way, Ireland had twenty percent of the vote. Jorge had sixteen point four, and Mace at ten point four had the lowest. Mace is the only one people don't want to go. So he's the most likable. Let's put up. Let's do the next poll. When would you rather receive a gift? Randomly, holiday season or birthday. Get on three it. Three options. Three different options. Three yeah. different options. That's randomly, holiday season and birthday. Or or way, if you had to pick one, when would you rather get a, get a gift? Michael Bublé. We were talking about the alcohol that he has. Uh, I guess that he hawks. He didn't sure. create it, but it's he, sparkling water. Sparkle. Oh well, that makes sense because Michael Bublé in 2013 gave up alcohol and cigarettes because they almost destroyed his career uh wow. he had a vocal hemorrhage yeah so really he, no he, it's sparkling water okay well there you go it's bubbly bubbly yeah. guy that bubbly voice that strong he almost threw it all away burning heaters wow anyway. <laughs> okay um speaking of people coming and going the dodgers now let's not forget baseball season is still sort of in the minor hot stove portion we've still got various embers that are going out to different places uh, the Dansby Swanson sweepstakes is now over after he signed with the Cubs, somebody that Dodgers fans thought was potentially going to be in their crosshairs. But we've got a different sort of a thing that's happening now, which is that J.T. Turner's gone. Not only gone, gone to the Red Sox, which in itself is not really that bothersome. I mean, sure, another big team on the East Coast. I get it. It's Boston. But that team is in a different state than they were many times last year. But the amount of money he signed for is quite a bit. Well, the, it gets to the idea with the Dodgers from their perspective on it is how much does sentimentality matter? 
because you're right. It's not it's not necessarily outrageous for Turner, but it's a lot. And Turner's been in decline. He is definitely not the guy that he was at his apex with the Dodgers. Certainly not. So you just start wondering, even for a team like the Dodgers that has a ton of financial capital, is it worth it? JT Turner's gone. I got it. I got. What did I say? JT Turner's gone. I got to admit, this surprised me, Greg. I mean, it's it's not shocking. I think for him to get two years and twenty two million dollars from Boston, it makes sense for him to go. The Dodgers were never going to give him two years. They were going to do the same thing they're doing with Kershaw, where one year deal, one year deal, one year deal. Maybe you can stick around for as long as you want, and at that at a lower annual value, right? So he's getting eleven okay. million a year. He's probably going to get around ten for one year, just like JD Martinez is getting, which is okay. Kind of you basically traded for JD Martinez. And at a cheaper rate. You did. And considering we're operating effectively with mythical money here because we are not the ones that are running the Dodgers. And the one year deals are basically mythical anyway. I feel like I would have. This is why I'm surprised is that if it's if it's just about the money, the sentimentality there for him. And I'm not listen, I'm not getting mad about this. I don't think the Dodgers did the wrong thing. I just I, I was surprised to see him go to a team like that for that much money as opposed to a team that specifically just really liked Justin Turner. You know what I mean? As, as opposed to just being another bat on another squad. I really think it's the, it's the second year. It's a it's a player option second year that I don't think the Dodgers were going to give. I mean, I don't know that for sure. I don't know Andrew Friedman, but that what seems to make the most sense is that he wanted two years. So the fact that that's happening for him, I'm happy for him. It's going to be very sad to see him go. He is one of the great Dodgers of this era. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's also one of the great Dodgers stories. Like when they brought him in, absolutely, off the the reclamation heap. Yeah, Yeah. nobody thought anything of him in terms of oh, the impact he would make or whatever. He had been really underwhelming in New York leading up to that point. So like, it's not like there was some big fanfare. Like, oh my God, they got Turner. It was like, who's Justin Turner? Right. What's this guy going to do? And turns out he ends up being basically a cult legend. The guy's got a guy had a bobblehead with a. Pine tar stain on the back of his jersey because everybody knows it so well. Right, he was DFA'd from the, from the Mets, and they yeah. just then they just grabbed him. So it was, and it's pretty amazing. And now, and he turned himself into one of, if not the best postseason Dodger hitters of all time. So I mean, the, the fact that he's gone is extremely sad. But I mean, can you really hate on the guy for taking extra money in an extra year? Oh no, not remotely. I, I can't. I mean, could you could you have imagined in the 2018 World Series that J.D. Martinez then playing for the Red Sox and Justin Turner then playing for the Dodgers? Being well, a you know spot? what? There's been a lot of back and forth between the Dodgers and the Red Sox. Like Kenley Jansen, crazy, now yeah, with the Red Sox. Kike Verdugo, Kike yeah. Verdugo, uh, the, the the Adrian Gonzalez trade, yeah, like uh, Mookie coming over. Yeah. Like these two saying. teams have traded their players a lot or just let them walk to each other's teams. Totally opposite side of the country, so you never play each other really. Except now that's all changing. Now you're going to play everybody every year, right? Yeah. So that, which is very cool. But so now maybe that'll slightly go down. But for the most part, yeah, you usually don't see each other, so it's an easy trade. It just occurred to me that we are in what is effectively somewhat of a triplicate of the potential changing of the guard in D.C., You've got. I mean, DC. What am I thinking about? In in you're LA, thinking you're thinking about I know. home. I uh, what was I going to say? The Changing Rams. The- no, I'm, I'm just thinking about what how I was going to start that. The Rams, like people don't want to talk about this like that, but the Matthew Stafford situation is one where you got to figure out what you're going to do within the next two seasons, or else you're going to have nobody. So they they might be a step away. The Lakers are in the full blown midst of what are we doing territory. And the Dodgers, it's not quite the same. They won a bunch of games last year, but Greg and I were talking about this before the show. They got three guys in their last championship team. That's it. On a 25-man roster. 
that guard has almost already changed. Well, from the 2017. The 2017. Yeah, 2017. Sorry, that, what did I say? 2020? Yeah. But even 2020, though, the year they won the uh, the World Series. Not much left there's, there either. I was right, going to say, there's only yeah. like a handful of players, and some of them were on the periphery. I was wondering about this, though, and I was curious what both of you guys think. Like, the, the Dodgers were incredible in the regular season, but obviously the postseason was underwhelming. And they've been incredible over like the last – 10 years uh-huh. in this era with a lot of the same players. But to, in the eyes, I know of some fans, it's been underwhelming. You've gone to three World Series, you've only won one of them. A few of them you didn't even get that far. Do you think that just new faces in there, generally new blood, might create like a different either urgency or a dynamic or something like that that could be helpful over the course of 162 games or going into the playoffs with just like less of a been there, done it? Or like a been there, done it together. Well, that person is typically called the manager, AK. And uh, I'm not sure that everybody's prepared to do that. I don't think that they necessarily should. I'm not trying to throw Dave I'm not, out I'm not, the door. I didn't, even, I didn't even mean in terms of Dave Roberts. I'm talking about just the the collection of the players in there. Yeah, well, I, I, I guess what I'm saying is typically that's what your manager does. Right. That, that's what they do best. If you need an infusion of new blood, if you need a new attitude, if you need – whatever it takes in order to get a bunch of different guys on the same page. That's literally the purpose of the manager. However, I think what's difficult about this scenario, Greg, is that a lot of these guys they have now are not guys that necessarily – not a lot. A good amount of players that are now impact players for the Dodgers are not players the Dodgers drafted. And that has an impact, I think, on not necessarily – Winning, but it, it, it's harder to connect. When guys are not system dudes, you've got a different sort of path to go to make sure that everybody's on the same page. And so I, there's part of me that sort of feels like, okay, yeah, you're getting rid of Turner, but what you're getting rid of there is a guy that you found and you made better and you know is a part of your system. That becomes more difficult each new guy that you bring in, Greg. Yeah, no, it does, but I think there's also, there because their system is so good, they have a bunch of guys in the minor leagues that are going to get time. Oh, yeah. There's plenty of them that are all going to come up, and there still is a decent amount of guys on this team that are from the system, even if you include Chris Taylor and Max Muncy, who weren't actually drafted by the Dodgers, right. but kind of started in the minors with them. So there's still a lot of those guys. I do think it... It does start to change the way that we look at the team, but for the most part, you're going to see all this new influx of young talent coming up in guys like Michael Bush and James Outman yeah. and Miguel Vargas, and they have like these pitchers and Ryan Pepio and a bunch of new other guys that are going to start coming up from the minors. You're going to be like, okay, they're back to that same team that is just completely homegrown. You, you know I love that. I'm just saying for Dodger fans, this, we're, we're in an era where these names – or might not be Mookie, names that Freeman. You, yeah, I mean, outside of them, you know what I mean? Like, you might see a lot more names in the next two seasons that are names you did not know the previous two seasons coming up for the Dodgers. I think that I that's mean, not yeah. a bad thing. I was going to say, for, for me, when it comes to the teams that I follow and love, I think that's really fun. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. I think that's exciting. It's a very different issue than what the Lakers are dealing with, and a completely different one than what the Rams are dealing with. Well, I mean, the Lakers. The Lakers give. I mean, if you want to give them credit on this uh, front, they never keep any player around too long <laughs> that isn't LeBron or AD. One year and you're out. Yeah, it's so frustrating. Yeah, it is. It is. So, what do you think is going to happen tonight? Late show. <sighs> Something tells me they're going to find a way to pull this game out. I mean, like you're not going to have Devin Booker. Got a pretty good win last night. Not going to De- lie. DeAndre. Well, look right now. Any win, yeah, they get. that's what I'm saying. That's a that's an actual big win, right? That's a 12 and, versus 12, kiddos. Right. Don't think that that's some sort well, of a lopsided matchup. The Wizards, they're not a great team, but in terms of pure talent, they had more pure talent than the Lakers had on the court last night, and it's not even close. Got a couple of guys that came over from the right. Lake Show as well. I don't know why. I have a feeling 
especially too if DeAndre Ayton either isn't available or doesn't really look like DeAndre Ayton. I, something tells me they're going to get a win tonight, if for no other reason than so it's going to complicate these questions for the Lakers <laughs> that much more. Yeah, I mean it's 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 tough. I I just I think what ultimately my biggest regret will be about this. It's not about like 2020 winning in a bubble. It's just that we never it feels like at this point we're never going to get that stretch that we wanted with AD and LeBron. And Westbrook is almost an aside to that conversation, but like whatever that Batman and Robin was going to be, we did not get the amount of it that I would have wanted. It's like the spinach you buy in the big bag, you cook it down, you got enough for a sandwich. What are we talking about here? You know, that's that's kind of where I feel like we're at. Well, with this is something actually that Brian and I have talked a lot uh, a lot about on the Locked on Lakers podcast. Oh, well, there it is. By the way. 211. It's available. Hey, aren't you the guy who does the Lakers dance party hoedown on your phone? Yeah, I'm very disappointed <laughs> in myself. It took this long to throw it out there. Available anywhere you get your podcast. Five days a week. There's also a YouTube component. But this is something though, you're welcome. Nice. We've talked We've talked about a lot. The LeBron era for the Lakers has just been weird. Super weird. It's been a really bizarre era that has featured everything from championships to don't even come close to make the playoffs and like everything in between, but mostly weird extremes that don't really feel like it's building towards anything in particular. And then, you know, you get into the, the singularity of 2020 and like the pandemic and Kobe's death and like all these all these things that have gone on. It has been a bizarre period in Laker history. It's very weird. When he breaks that record, it's going to be even weirder. We still got NFL to talk. I actually managed to leave an establishment yesterday in which both fan both fan bases that I was looking at left happy. It's Mason in Ireland, Yates and AK on ESPN seven ten. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Uh, is this the guy that was on uh, American Idol with the red hair? No. Clay Aiken? No, the Clay Aiken. That was, that's, is, that, is that a bad guess? Well, it, it, yeah. well it's a bad guess in part because I don't think Clay Aiken has red hair. I think you're thinking of Ed Sheeran. No, Clay Aiken does. He doesn't have red hair. I don't think. He does. Whatever. I saw Clay Aiken on Kelly and Ryan singing a song. The other Maybe day. he does. I could be wrong. So I thought that was no. Uh, he does not is, have red hair. That's it's what like I thought. A, like a sandy blondish. That's what I thought. Brown. Okay, but it's uh, it's th- okay. This would be the late George Michael. I thought that I thought there was and a real wham. version of the song. And this was oh, a cover. I don't know. The thing says wham. Oh, is it? This wham? is wham. Yeah. Okay. Is the, I, I wham is the. Thing says wham. I thought this was a cover because I thought the original song sounded a little better than this. Okay. Maybe it's just the one version he's playing. Okay. Yeah. 
Because I was like, last Christmas, I know this song. Okay. I just thought it was a cover. I could not remember if it was Wham or George Michael, no, but either yeah, way. Wham. Okay. Wham. I'm, I'm glad I, I knew this song. I like this song. Yes. Yeah. Banger. Anyway, we had an interesting discussion during the break based on what we were talking about before. You mentioned tonight, aka Suns depleted, Lakers depleted. Um, but where the Lakers are going before, and we got to got into this, this discuss, discussion about when LeBron breaks Kareem's record from the points record, and I sort of thought to myself, like, how high does this rank on the just general? Like, I wonder what this is going to be like as an event when it happens. Are Lakers fans going to be clamoring to be in the building? Is it going to be full of those like LeBron fans who travel from team to team with him? Who even is going to show from outside of the Laker Nation? Like, just. NBA personality-wise, I'm very intrigued by this race at this point. Well, I mean, look, it is obviously from a pure NBA standpoint, this is a big story. I mean, like the idea of breaking Kareem's record, the scoring record that for a long time, I mean, you can find clips of this on YouTube when Kareem broke the record and there was a presentation that Chick Hearn was leading. He said, this is a record that will never be broken, which at the time, it sure as hell seemed like it wasn't going to be. Yeah. I think in terms of an NBA thing, it's a big deal because it's just history and it, and it's pretty talked about monitored history. But in terms of the Laker fan perspective on it, that's what I think is really interesting because if the team somehow manages to find a way to win without AD or AD gets back quicker than we are expecting and they look like they are a legit team in the playoff mix – then I think that does lend a buzz to what LeBron's doing. Okay. Because it feels like it's part of something bigger. If the team is scuffling where they are now or even more games below 500 and it's pretty clear they're on a road to nowhere, I don't know how excited Laker fans are going to be about this because, A, it's going to feel like LeBron is just – he's almost like an accessory. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he's just – he's like a prop out there to distract you from the fact that the team is terrible – but also, he will be passing over one of the all-time Laker greats who's associated with five Laker championships Correct. and Showtime. And you know, I say this all the time. Kareem is the goat of just impressive people. <laughs> Kareem is maybe the most impressive person I've ever encountered. Like, that, that guy could have been, for, if he had never picked up a basketball, he could have been like a best-selling author, right. multi-times over, a award-winning, Nobel Prize-winning historian, like a great musician. Like, Kareem is great at everything he ever does. He, he was like writing for Veronica Mars. Like, it, it's just insane Very creative what he guy. can do. So, Kareem will be there. Yeah. We'll presume Magic's going to be there. We're just going to give everybody from the actual Lakers franchise and broadcast teams a pass. And the reason I say this is because... This gets to what you're talking about. Like, big moments are big moments in the context of, oh, yes, it is important that somebody has taken the reins when it happens. But who shows up to celebrate it is always interesting. Like, do we think Dwayne Wade's going to be there? Yeah. You think Shaq's going to be there? Yeah, probably. Is Parti- it a, particularly if it's a TNT game. Is it a stop the game and make a speech right there situation? Hmm. I, like I can't answer these questions in my mind because I can't. I, I, there's no world in which I visualized this happening well, before. I'm try- and now that the situation is what it is, I'm kind of like, oh, I'm tr- how do you do this? I'm trying to remember. Like I don't know. Maybe you know people can hit us up. You know, either eight seven 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 ten ESPN or yeah. on Twitter at Cam Brothers. What are you at Clinton Yates? Like when Kareem broke the record, did did they stop things? Like I'm trying to remember. Like 
typically when something like this I, happens. I wouldn't know. Yeah. I th- Again, I think in terms of locally, like I think nationally it's going to be a massive story. I think it will be. I mean, you can see just the, the coverage on ESPN's site has been looking ahead to this, and there's a tracker, and it, it gets discussed. But locally, I think a lot of this is going to depend on how is the team doing because like we talked about before, the LeBron era has been so weird. Like it, it has been so chaotic, and in terms of what they expected, it's been underwhelming. Yeah, I mean, okay. See the yeah, it's it's awkward, and that's what I'm saying. And like, okay, Paul Silas, the late great, is no longer with us. He wouldn't be there. Mike Brown is coaching a team. He wouldn't be there. Spo is also coaching a team. Tyron Lue is actually coaching a team. We're gonna throw David Blatt off this. Well, list. you know what? If these guys have not, if they have nights off, they have off nights. You think they come? I think some of them might. Yeah. Huh? I do. Like, and that's kind of where this is to me because I'm very interested interested to see, like, how does this is this is where literally Planet LeBron and Laker Nation collision course. This is where they literally do collide because you have to account for the pre-Laker LeBron as part of this record, obviously, and you have to account for him getting it as a Laker. And who's showing up for that is infinitely fascinating to me in terms of who's on the invite well, list. Well, but here's the thing, though. Let's imagine Luke this. Walton? Um, <laughs> like, imagine this. He well, busy? Luke could be awkward. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, if, and, and you'd think, you'd think that any and everybody that affiliated with a player over the course of the years – would show up for him breaking the all-time points record. You'd assume everybody from every roster would be there. But I don't think that's going to happen. But, like, picture a world, though, where the Lakers are at the top of the West or close, and this team is looking like a legit elite contender. Everybody in this city is then showing up for that because it feels like Kareem, one of the all-time Laker greats, multiple-time champion, is about to get passed up by LeBron clearly one of the all-time greats, but is performing like a Laker great, maybe en route to his second championship with the Lakers. Or let's just say the last couple seasons hadn't been so injury-riddled and LeBron had won two with the Lakers. Sure. It just changes. If, if this whole LeBron era hadn't been so weird. You think Jordan shows up? Hmm. Greg, who do you think who, – who would be your most, like – Oh, of course that person's going to be there, but kind of bizarre celebrity sighting. I would think MJ, sighting. just the Nike thing alone. Yeah, I, I think MJ would be there. there. I, I mean, I think everybody that can be there will be there. You think Every, Tiger Woods going to be there? Tiger Woods? I mean, maybe. I don't yeah. see why not. I mean, like, think about who we're talking about. This is LeBron Raymond James here. This is not some dude that happened to go to UCLA and then ended up with a couple of years with the Lakers. Like, this guy has been famous since he was 15. Sure. And, also and he's breaking he's the in- all-time record? I would assume there's going to be some super A-listers I, Well, I think I think it depends on where it is. Like, if it happens, sure. I don't know. I don't have the schedule in front of we're me. We're going to presume happens, it happens here. If it happens in L.A., then yeah. basically everybody that lives in L.A. is going to come, well, and which is a lot of too. celebrities. Okay. The Lakers are incredible. At putting on events. Again. Like they are. This is what they do well. They are so good at doing this sort of stuff. I mean, like Kobe obviously held up his end of the deal with his last game. Sure. 60. But think of everything the Lakers did leading up to that point. They were incredible. at. I mean, quite frankly, what the Lakers did to honor Kobe after he died. Yeah. I mean, those were incredibly difficult circumstances. And the events that they helped put together commemorating him, they were incredible. Like, they are really good at this stuff. 
I'm forever fascinated by how this is going to go. This is like the event of the year for the Lakers to me. Because, listen, I'm not expecting this team to make some big run in the playoffs, which is fine. But, like, the social dynamic around what happens when this guy breaks a record of a human with a statue outside of the building, presuming it happens in crypto, to me is endlessly fascinating. And it's he's 732 points away, and which is, on average, if he puts up 20 points per game, that's... It's going to be by game 66. Okay. So, that's, so he's not even that far. I mean, I, you'd have to look at everything yeah, and kind yeah, of figure yeah. out. But I guarantee you there are people right now trying to buy tickets thinking like, okay, that's going to be the game. Right. That's going to be the game. But do you game. think they're trying to buy them because they want to be there when he breaks the record? I think or? it's I think it's two, twofold. Some people want to be there to see him break the record, and other people want to sell it to try and make money. Right. Because you're that. right at that point. What's that other stat you told me about? LeBron versus Kareem. Oh, th- this was interesting. On one of the Hoop Collective podcasts, uh, Mark Spears from uh, Anscombe. Yeah. Um, love Mark. Yeah, oh, he's a great dude. Uh, great NBA writer. But he, he mentioned, I had, I had never thought about this, frankly. I didn't even know it. Obviously, there's all this focus on LeBron passing Kareem for the scoring title. Kareem, though, holds the record, the all-time record for field goals made. Mm. He's like 2,000 <laughs> ahead of LeBron. Like, that record is going nowhere. Like That's the, mind-boggling. The next me. closest to uh, active player to LeBron is, I believe, Durant, and he's something like nine thousand behind Kareem. Yeesh! Like Kareem, the original guy they have to change the dunking rule for. So yeah, look, I goat arguments bore me. I'm not into having them, but he should be mentioned more <laughs> when we have these boring conversations. Greg, we got any calls? Uh, we can grab something. I see a couple people, so okay. I was just saying that. But yeah, no, I mean, I just. Ultimately, as a, as somebody that has been a fan of the NBA my entire life, and as somebody that can look at this franchise as one that is operating on kind of an kind of an ancient model, it's an older code, but it yeah. checks out, as they say in Star Wars. You know what I mean? Like how they get into this next phase involves, frankly, shedding some antlers to use a reasonable yeah. you know reasonable analogy here that I, I just have not seen before. You know, it'll be fascinating. It's nothing they've been inclined towards doing. No. Like they are, they are a franchise that is rightly proud of their history. They should be, and you know every organization around the league, I think even including the Celtics, would kill for their history because the Lakers has been more spread out. It's been more eras of dominance. Yeah, but they are sometimes a prisoner of their own history. I think. Got an interesting question. We've got to answer because, as you guys know, I'm a single man. And I understand the struggles of the streets, but somebody <laughs> in one of these two rooms has experienced the struggle. We got to get to the bottom of it. It's Mason in Ireland. I'm Yates. He's AK. It's ESPN 710. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mason in Ireland, Yates and AK. I don't know this one. Don't they stop believe? I know the song. The artist, I have no idea. Who we got? Augie Rios. Okay. Yeah. All right. Got into an interesting discussion about um, LeBron potentially breaking Kareem's record. Um, we do have one call here for, and I, this guy says he was at Kareem's oh. record breaking game in 1985. We're going to try to stick to that. 
Tom in Long Beach, you're on ESPN 710. Tell me about that game and that game only, please, sir. How are you today? Uh, craziest thing about that, it was the only game that Kareem played in his whole his whole career in Las Vegas. The Utah Jazz was experimenting to try and get more crowds just before Malone and Stockton came in, and they played a series of games in Las Vegas. Huh. And that's where he scored it with a skyhook pass from, from Magic over Mark Eaton. I did not know that. Did you have any inclination of understanding that you were potentially going to a history-making game? Did that matter at all, or were you just showing oh. up? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I grew up – my first game I saw the Lakers play was against the Cincinnati Royals, so big sports family. Um, wow. And so I knew exactly what was going on. It's the only Shout game I ever Oscar sat Robinson. up at the top of the Thomas and Mac when I was going to school at, at UNLV. We okay. were always sitting down front for the Rebel game. Okay, your credentials so, yeah, are real, sir. Exactly <laughs> It was, the, it was the only games uh, that they played in Vegas. It's the only game that Kareem played in there. And I agree with you guys. When they're talking about the GOAT, there's no other person but Kareem that's a GOAT. Well, let me ask you this. Get back to the – did anything happen in that game when the record was broken? Did they stop? Did the confetti come down? I'm oh, guessing yeah. no. What what went on? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it stopped. Uh, the confetti hadn't really started yet at that point. It was just like the light shows, like the old UNLV games. Sure. But they stopped. Yeah, Kareem gave uh, or Magic gave Kareem a big hug, just like they did in the first game they ever played together. And yeah, they stopped, and everybody came down. It was and um, they stopped it, gave him the ball, and then the game went on. And about another fifteen minutes after that. Last thing I'll ask you, Tom, because this has been a great phone call. What do you think about what's going to happen when LeBron potentially breaks Kareem's record? Is this of importance to you at this stage of your life as a Laker fan? Um, I think it is. I think you really have to. Uh, you know, I think LeBron's been a very, um, you know, uh, either way, you either love him or hate him. But most of, you know, I you got to give it to him. The amount of the the physical shape he's still in, what he's still able to combine, able to do when he's out there. Um, it's not my, it's not my favorite brand of basketball, but he's one heck of an athlete, and there's really nobody can do the things that he's ever done on the court. Appreciate the phone call, Tom, in Long Beach. That's how you do that, AK. Step to the mic with an obscure piece of side trivia to prove that you were in the building. And then when I ask a follow-up, you have a story. Good job out of Tom. I got to say, I consider myself somebody who knows <laughs> a fair amount uh, about Laker history. Sure. And I mean, not just the teams that I've covered, but I've just gone out of my way to learn a lot about it because I'm a fan of the team in real life. I had no idea the game was in Vegas. <laughs> I had no clue about that. This is why we do what we yeah, do. Yeah, that is genuinely that interesting. Was, that was solid. I mean, and it's interesting to think about that too because 85, I mean, that means, you know, there's a still there's a lot of there's a lot of Laker fans currently who probably thought that they'd never see that record broken too. You know what I'm saying in terms of how old they are and what they've seen of the NBA. So, that was fascinating. Thank you, Tom. Appreciate that. So you guys learned a couple new things today. You learned that antlers and moose shed their or antlers, deer and moose <laughs> shed their antlers. Well, technically, the and, antlers do shed their moose. Yes, there's that too. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We learned that they break away from their moose, right? Right. And then you learned that Kareem broke the record in Las Vegas. Vegas, baby! What an educational program here on a holiday weekend. Speaking of things we're going to learn about, Greg, who knows full well mm-hmm. that I'm in the streets, he said, "What do you think about?" this that just happened and greg please explain to me what you were asked in an uber most recently in an uber i was out on a date last week and there the uber driver was asking me if i did well on bumble because i'm white (laughs) 
Okay. Said, because I'm white. <laughs> Amanda's like, what? What? Because I don't understand that. It's it, for some reason the guy was uh, Middle Eastern. Sure. Okay. He said that we do better. That I do better on Bumble because I'm white. Is that a, is that a how thing? do you feel about that, Amanda? Because I, I have answers to this that I can. Provide. I don't. I mean, well, first of all, I've never done Bumble, so okay. I don't really know Bumble. But I mean, I know dating apps, and I feel like that is very odd considering what I've experienced on dating apps. Bumble is the one where the women pick the men to talk to. Yeah, you they find start. You have to, they start it right. Yeah, they have to start the conversation. Right now, I will say this: a lot of white people on Bumble. Like, more so than I thought from a percentage standpoint, I would run into in a place as large as Los Angeles. So you're saying that Bumble is the white person's dating I don't app. know that because it's the only one I'm on. It's Wumble. It's, I'm, just, Wumble. I'm just saying that I can see why if that guy's been in the streets, he looks at you. Just tell him to try a different app. I think he might have to do that because- I've l- done others and I've seen a lot of non-white people on them. Okay, let's. we're going to open it up right now. Let's see. Here we I go. was just kind of I was just kind of surprised by it. I Rosie White, Tina White, Brittany on White. Okay, all right, fair enough. But but so does it show the, Ruth? But, but that doesn't necessarily reveal anything. Does it show who Tina and these other ladies have? I don't know, swiped right uh, yeah, or whatever. Well, it would so be? That, that's my other question. I don't know how he could qualify that comment with any sort of realistic proof. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you prove that you know Is that? Is there data? <laughs> right. Uh-oh. I don't know, Take but I, I think that he was just saying, like, he maybe he's having a tough time on it, and I maybe I do better because of what color I am. You know what he was saying, though, ultimately? He was jealous of your lady. Well, I mean, he ultimately bit. was that complimenting your lady. True. She's very And was beautiful. like, well, I would never get someone like her and because I'm not white. not white. She's not white. No, so, she's Filipino. And you met her on Bumble, oh, but she's not white. Oh, you did not tell me that part yeah. when the story originally came yeah, up. Yeah, his oh, well, girl is not okay. white. Okay, if you were the only white guy in the situation, I totally understand oh, why yeah, you I said was. that. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I was. I was the only white guy in, in the car, that's for sure. <laughs> that was incomplete information. That's fair. But, yeah, I mean- that, that that's the weirdest thing about the ass you're just like who are these people and he's like i'm so thankful i don't have to do any of I this mean, it doesn't sound fun i'm not gonna lie <laughs> it does not, not sound great. great he really he really was actually greg kind of taking shots at you no on this he, no no he for sure was taking shots at me he's like there's no way <laughs> that this, this dude this got dude that ended girl up with her yes. other than the fact that it was bumble 100%. and he's white 100 percent. how did 100 how did the tip star situation go after that oh i could look at it i mean, I mean that's, I, a, I that's give, a direct <laughs> shot i give a five star well, so how did the bumble conversation start like did he just flat out ask you like hey dude are you on bumble no so you guys <laughs> just, like you know I mean, what i mean like i want to know how that conversation right, how did, how did started that right like i've been plenty of ubers and say listen i need to put up the partition you you say, wait 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 before you do that i need to like know how did it how did it even history. come up like how did it come up that no, he we asked were, you about we were coming up, we were going home from the date and he looked back and he, just, he was just we were just having a normal conversation he says so you guys a couple and we both kind of looked at each other like uh you know we're just we're dating we're not there's we're no talking. there's yeah. no there's no label that goes on to it and he said oh where'd you guys meet then we said bumble and he goes oh yeah it's because you're, on, cause I mean, you're a white guy. I mean, that's pretty quick thinking on that guy's feet to drop that right in that's front of you. That's 100% what it was. Yeah. Poor guy sounds so defeated. I, I mean, he was a nice guy. He was funny. He just also, tell him to try a different app. Was he older than you or younger than you? Based on just eyeballing him. Uh, he No, no. He was younger than me. We talked about it. Like, listen, there are some crappy apps out there. He was like, early 30s. I'm late 30s. Okay. Very well. 
Just Listen, tell them to try man, another. The streets are. The streets are. You could be like, "Here's my tip, bro." Ridiculous. Steaming with jealousy, Greg. I did over give, your lady. Apparently, I did. And maybe he just thought your chick was hot. hot. <laughs> well, she is hot, but I got so she, she was. Uh, so it was a five star rating, and I gave him almost an eight dollar tip. Okay. How well home. were you two dressed? Um, we were. We went to a Brazilian steakhouse, so we were not poorly dressed. Not the 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 further we get down the road with this story, the more I have to commend you for not. Kind of popping off. Like, if, <laughs> if somebody has made sort of an offhand comment to me like that. Well, especially not, if you're looking for a tip. Yeah, that's, that's not what I'm something saying. you say to someone. I mean, he, he was saying, dude, she's out of your league. Which is like, fine. Greg's used to that. There's some type of advantage that you had going here because come on. Like, that's what he was saying. Look, as a part of the handsome man community, you yeah. should realize that, you know, when I can go out of my range, that's a good thing. <laughs> Listen, we're <actually, laughs> Oh, you! you I'll kick my coverage. That's yes, totally fine. That's good for you. I'm no, happy actually, about that. I I feel like out kicking your coverage is more realistic than a lot of people give themselves credit. Bro, oh, have you Andy, seen a you sitcom? Outkicked your coverage yeah, have you seen a sitcom friend. on television anytime yeah, in the say, last twenty you. years? All they do is just regular white dudes with smoking hot women. You know what I'm saying? That's like what the basic sitcom formula has been forever. This is this is a play yeah. that is well run. You, you have to be willing to kick. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly. You have That's the confidence to confidence get up there to and kick. take the shot. Yeah. Speaking That's good. of unwilling to kick and weird football stuff, I'm going to bring this up quickly. This is the strangest thing that's happened to me probably in a public sports setting, watching sports that I wasn't attending the actual game at. Yesterday, went to a local establishment to watch the end of the Bolts game, right? It's getting close. And I'd like to do this because I live in a place where sometimes I'm watching at home and then I want to go see what the public does. This happens to be a place where a lot of people are watching the Raiders game as well. So as the Bolts are driving to come back, my man Jay Herbo is out here making crazy throws. He didn't even have a good game. Right next to me, I can see these Raider fans getting anxious. So there was a point literally in which within a 10-second span of each other, I believe, the Chargers got down the field to get this to get the field goal. And that ridiculous play happened with the Raiders, and everybody in the place was cheering. It was the strangest sentiment I'd seen in a really long time, and the Raiders ended up helping the Chargers. Well, those are two teams, though, by the way, the Chargers and the Titans. Moving in absolutely. They're, they're just going to make you – no two teams make winning look harder oh, on a regular basis than those two. Like, in terms of teams that are not awful, no two competent teams or should-be competent teams make winning look more difficult than those two. It's true. But it was a great moment. It was a great moment. Greg said he would have rather the Raiders lost so that they would have hurt. No, I did not say I'd rather. (laughs) I think I said that there's a point of part of me that just doesn't want to help the the Chargers get into the playoffs. I never want my team to lose. You sure? I mean, this might have been one of them that they could have. Nothing, they're not going anywhere this year anyway. It's just a waste of a year. It was funny, too, because all I was the very happy guys they won, were though. like big hardcore dudes, and they didn't realize what had happened behind them. And so these Bolts guys came over. They were like, yeah, man, good win. And they were like, what are you doing over here? Why are you even talking to us? They were like, your win helped us. And they were like, oh, great. Just left. <laughs> that's the thing that's always been so bizarre to me about the Chargers coming here is they're looking to slight, you know, to establish, I should say, like not even slice into establish a fan base in LA like it's not like most people remember like the old period no. when the Chargers were here for like a year you got new guys like me who are just looking for cool uniforms to root for and yeah. so many angelinos are raider fans who hate the Chargers that's why it was hilarious i could not believe despise what I was yes despise the chargers could not believe what i was not at. a team in the nfl i hate more hashtag #bolt up coming up we got some questions bobcat i'm clinton yates he's Andy Kamenetsky. this is mason in ireland on espn 710 
Thank you very much, Chris and Amanda. All right, so let's do this. You were talking about goat topics earlier today, so I wanted to talk about this one. Hoops Hype put out a stupid graphic about who the goat of goats is, and it was it was Jordan, LeBron. Oh, did I take this? Oh, you know what? I'm gonna stop because that's no, no, no. That's that's Jorge's of goats. But I'm gonna take I'm gonna take it away because Jorge wanted to do that one, so I'm gonna skip it. All right, I would never say no, no, no. I'm not. I don't have that. Oh, you don't? No, no, no. Go ahead. Okay. He was just annoyed by the topic. Yeah, Yeah, and it was Jordan, LeBron, Messi, and Ronaldo. You can take Ronaldo off the list right now after this World Cup, but Wayne... (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) But Wayne Gretzky being left off of this list is a massive mistake. He has more assists than anyone else in NHL history has points, goals plus assists. I get hockey is not thought of much, but why is Gretzky always left off of these type of discussions? Well, I mean, this particular one, I think it's because they were just World Cup fevers in the air, so they were just going soccer I with the sport. Fever. But he's off every list. Well, maybe you should hang out with more hockey fans, Gregory. Yeah. I mean, he's known as the great one. I think, the, to, to answer your question earnestly, yes. I think the reason why he's not on the list is because of the distance. That's the reason why, is that there's no real... You can't compare well, anybody well, in I think their also sport to anything be- Gretzky's done. Because hockey is, A, a sport that relative to baseball, football, and basketball in this country doesn't get as much focus. But also, hockey is a sport that is really difficult to fake knowledge in. That's true. Like, letting letting everyone behind the curtain, we all have to fake knowledge every now and then as part of this job <laughs> when you do this multiple times How a day. How dare you? It's a true. We'll, we'll, call it, we'll call it on-the-job learning. On-the-job learning. We'll call it. Hockey's think- really hard to fake knowledge. That's why, I mean, uh, I think Amanda was here during this. Uh, Bergman might have been. When the Kings won the Stanley Cup and we were doing our, you know, station bringing <laughs> oh, you to the Stanley a, this Cup. This is a great reveal Basically, right <laughs> our home of the Stanley Cup, you know, taking you all the way to the Cup, was bringing on, da- uh, bringing on Dave Joseph to every single show, having him talk about the Kings, and that's all we did because none of us <laughs> knew a damn thing about the Kings. It is hard to fake knowledge with hockey. Okay, as somebody that does know a little bit about hockey but has not been a hockey writer for a really long time, we talked about this on the TV show the other day, and it led. It was A2. It wasn't A1 because we couldn't bring ourselves to b- leading the show with it, which was when Ovechkin passed Gordie Howe or tied Gordie Howe, excuse me, got to 800 on his way to passing Gordie Howe in terms of goals on his way to passing potentially Gretzky in terms of goals alone. And one of the arguments from somebody who I won't bring up was the guy goes – don't you feel that this is a little bit cheap because he's got so many empty netters talking about Ovechkin? I was like, bro, this guy scored a hat trick to get to 800 goals. You think anybody cares about empty netters? You're right. Is that when people come up with things, it's just like, no. All right, you got to understand. Gretzky is so far in the distance that you cannot see him from the road, Greg. That's why people don't care. Right, but LeBron and, LeBron and Jordan are far in the distance too because Messi and Ronaldo are worldwide stars. Sure. They play with teams all over the world. I meant respective to his and, own and, sport. And, and the NBA is just a national sport yeah. here. So yeah. Messi there by far sure. the goat of all goats. But Messi compared to Ronaldo, at least before this tournament, at on the soccer level was relatively right. close. That's, right. that's what I'm saying. In hockey, there's no other. Sorry. Yeah. There's, no, there's nobody close to Gretzky. Yeah, not, there's, not there's, you can't, there's not one stat that you're like, okay, he was the worst at that. No. it's like, the, Except for goalkeeping. No. So, you know, like that's just not – he was that good and that much better than everybody else. What's up, fool? We're, we're changing the name of Bobcat to What's Up, Fool. Thank God. Year. Done. Put, oh, <laughs> done. We didn't even hey, hey, hey. that. 
you're, that's you're ripping on my mom right now. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I'm just saying. all me. That touches so much more of the. Oh, your mom is wonderful, but kids always. She had her time in the spotlight. It's over. That's fine. We're leaving that in 2022, bro. It's my taste turn. I I love what's up, fool. I was happy to change it. What's up, fool? I mean, come on. Doesn't that make you laugh every time? See? So, like last week, I made the suggestion, and I'm glad that everybody was on board. Okay. So, come the new year, it will now be what's up, fool? What's up, fool? That's great. All right. So, the next one. Margot Robbie is getting backlash from her comments about Brad Pitt in their new movie, Babylon. She said that she convinced the director to allow her to kiss Brad Pitt because it would be the only chance that she could possibly ever get. Twitter fought back and said there would be a massive outrage if it was reversed and Pitt had convinced the director to let him kiss Robbie. Who's right in the situation, Robbie or the Twitter, surprisingly? Let me explain something and let me be very clear about this. The first privilege is male privilege. End period of discussion. It would not be the same if the roles were reversed because that is not how the globe works. Too many creep stick dudes have abused the concept of privilege and understanding between people, each other, women and men, to the point that you can even consider that to be the same. No, it's not the same. Obviously. Grow a brain, y'all. It it would be considered much different. If yes, did, and it would be that. much different. Right, it would be different because the power dynamics, the that's the word I was looking for. Physical yes. safety, all these. There, it it is different. Now, if you want to say it's a it's a violation of boundaries in either case, that that may be true, but in terms of the potential ramification of those boundary violations, it's much different if it is Pitt doing it to Margot Robbie than Robbie to Pitt, even if she did maybe violate boundaries. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, like, I just, I can't do the both sides things when it comes to men. There's just so much more complicated than that below the surface. I think we're all smart enough to know that. What's up, fool? <laughs> okay, so, so. <laughs> I had forgotten. Now, that's how you break the tension seconds, after a serious I had completely topic. forgotten about that's that. That's how you do it. And then I was reminded. <laughs> okay, so you guys know I have a 360 camera thing that we uh, sure. go out and about. So we had a party this weekend. It was a company party, Christmas party. And what caught my attention was it, it was open bar. So if Ooh. your bosses and everybody's there, open bar at this company party, how far or how many drinks do you take? How much does your boss drink? I have no idea. Excellent, He's not my excellent boss. pacer. I, lo- I love the what you're bringing to the table here. AK. Thank you. <laughs> that is a tremendous pace setter. That's the answer. Tremendous pace setter. About the do you outdo your boss? <laughs> no, don't outdo your boss. Don't outpace your boss. Don't be worse than your boss. If your boss is going to be sloshed, I'm not saying you should get sloshed. I'm saying you can get oh, you can get over it. You can actually get away with it. Also, it depends on which bosses you're referring to here. But typically, the owner. Say the owner. Yeah, the owner. If yeah. the owner is tearing it down, like the, yeah, I mean, plausible deniability on pretty much everything at that point. I would say don't don't get any worse than your boss, and make sure that your boss isn't going to remember necessarily what happened. <laughs> Second question. Was it open bar with liquor or was it beer and wine? No, liquor. Okay. See, yeah. that's that's also okay. This is where my my game plan deviates a little bit. You go, you got to go a little different against zone than you do against man to man in that particular situation. If liquor is a part of the scenario, I I go stay away. like staying away from actual liquor at the office party is the way to move, go. The wedding, a little different. Wedding, you can go. Oh, what is it? Yeah, this is a company. Yeah, event. company thing. No, yeah. stay away from hard liquor at the company party. Yeah, it, Beer and wine is the way to go. Culturally, I think we've moved away from the whole everybody gets smashed at the company party Uh, thing. Yeah, for sure. Thankfully. For a lot of reasons. Yeah. (laughs)
What's up, fool? All right, guys. A growing number、oh. of Americans are embracing a marriage trend called living apart together, where spouses live in separate households but stay in a relationship with each other. Couples choose this arrangement for a variety of reasons, according to the New York Times. Now, Andy, you're married.、Mm-hmm. Clinton, <laughs> not married. Not married, but I'm sure one day would、Hopefully. like to be. How do you guys feel about this、catch. trend? <laughs> Apparently. Sign me up. <laughs> <Yeah> . First of all, that is not living together separately. That is living apart yeah, separately, yeah, but not divorced. Right. <laughs> right. I feel like we need a different name from that. Like different bedrooms. Okay. That's very common. Yeah, that's pretty common. But living apart, I mean, that's co parenting at that point. Yeah, exactly. Kids, that's. Kids are involved. That's co parenting, or neither one of you wants to hire a divorce lawyer and spend that money. <laughs> You ain't living together if you're in different houses. That's a tax write-off. This says it was. It's primarily driven by women seeking independence and personal space to have time for their own interests and self-fulfillment. You, you are proving my point. <laughs> that is not living. <laughs> you're living separate lives, married. That's hard. At that point, I mean, people do it. That's basically the difference between a long-distance relationship. I guess. I don't really know that I would understand. Like, if you're not kids involved, a, I don't understand. Okay,、this. so I had a friend, and this was obviously before this was a thing, because this was when I was a child. But one, like, the mom lived in LA, and the dad lived in Orange County with the kids. Wow. And they stayed married for many, many, many years. In fact, I mean, I believe until he passed away a few years ago that they were still married. Ladies of Orange County, if you have <laughs> a setup that you want me to be a house husband in. I will gladly do that and take care of things. I don't. I don't mind that arrangement now that I understand what it is. But two people without kids not living together—that you're not. That's well, I actually, actually, now I think about it too. I had a boss as well who his wife lived in a different state. As him, like he he was my boss when I lived in Texas, and his wife lived in Pennsylvania. Wow. And they stayed together,、wow. and then he moved to another state and city, and they still stayed together, and they've been married for. Like forty years. I don't mean to be crass, but was that the only wife he had in another state? Th- that's the like, only wife he's ever had. <laughs> okay, because when I hear wife in another state, I tend to think secret family. No, 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 just, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't even that kind of guy. Right, right. He right. was a workaholic, like、okay. a guy that just you know all he did was work, 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 and was、yeah. at work. I swear, twenty four seven. Come to、I、think mean, of it, I used to date a girl whose dad lived in like Seattle when she grew up, and he was there for like three years. I mean, I guess technically my parents did that on some level too, but they were also. Divorced, so like <laughs> you know, it was a little different. I mean, look, I I say this without any judgment. Like relationships are hard enough to maintain. Do whatever it takes to maintain yours, but you are not living together separately in that scenario.、No. You are living separately while staying in touch with each other. <laughs> like that's really what you're doing. Yeah. Well, I think this situation they're talking about is probably people who live in like same cities, right? But it's、that's、like you're just like、me. I think that's super、Married? weird. Yeah, like I mean, do you even get the proper tax benefits on the house you're supposed to live in together? I know, but also, why would you want to do that? Because then you are paying for two separate、right. houses or apartments.、Ugh. That seems like a lot more money in this economy, <laughs> right? <laughs> Not happening. Anyway, we got one、What's、more. What's that, fool? We can go to break. Okay. All right. Well, coming up, game of games. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Mason in Ireland, AK and Yates, seven ten ESPN. All right, Mason and Ireland, Yates and Kamenetsky in here. A quick programming、Sing. note: How are we doing this here? Because we're 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 throwing the、uh, 
like so we, just, we have a hard out at three thirteen. If you want to put it out on the air, I mean, I was just saying, like, yeah. how are we transferring with the great, glorious programming we all have on the lineup today? What glorious program starts ends at three thirteen. Very well. There you go. Take it away. Game of games. All right. So on this day, twenty five years ago, the movie Titanic hit theaters, directed by James Cameron. My heart will go on. Uh, Leo DiCaprio sure. and Kate Winslet. Uh, the movie was a very famously troubled shoot. The early buzz with this is that this was going to be a massive record-setting flop. It turned out to be massive commercial critical hit. Highest grossing movie ever until it was bumped by a little movie called Avatar. Yeah. <laughs> um, in honor of this anniversary, we are going to play some Titanic-centric trivia. Oh, this is going to be great. Whether about the movie Titanic or the actual Titanic, it's never going to be a trick question. You will know what I'm talking about. Who is keeping score? Oh, I can't. I just need to get a pen. <laughs> this is going to be great for a couple reasons. Okay, Amanda, are you playing? Yes, I am. Okay, I good. apparently am playing, yes. Okay, number good. one. I don't know how well, but. I don't care what James Cameron said. Both could have fit on the boat. Number one, the I've door. never the seen door. this movie. And you... number two, yeah, I've never seen the movie. And number wow. two. You've never my... seen Titanic? No. And number two, my uh, my journal, like the, the person who ran the high school journalism program at my high school had an actual copy of the newspaper of the Titanic sinking on her. That's like the two things I remember. Oh, wow. So this will be great. Okay. Can't well, wait to guess these. Name is your buzzer or multiple no, choice? No, no, no. Multiple choice. Okay. okay. Uh, first question. Leonardo DiCaprio's character was named Jack. What was Jack's last name? <laughs> Dawson, Lawson, Paulson, or uh, somebody's Thompson? Somebody's helping here. Uh, yeah, Dawson, Lawson, Paulson, or Thompson? Clinton goes first. D. Thompson. Is that what you're saying, Thompson? Yes. Okay, Jorge. Uh, Dawson. It's Amanda. Dawson. It's Dawson. Uh, it is Dawson, in fact. Jack Dawson. <laughs> Wasn't the guy supposed to be French? Leonard DiCaprio. <laughs> no, he, he was supposed to be American. Oh, whatever. He's supposed to okay. be American. So Again. everybody's on the board except Clinton. <laughs> Second question. Jack Dawson wasn't able to afford a ticket for the Titanic, he, he was like a, a, a poor ragamuffin. So how did he get <laughs> his ticket? Great word. <laughs> how did he get his ticket? A, he pickpocketed it. B, he won it in a poker game. C, he found a stray lost ticket on the ground. D, he traded a pistol for it. He pickpocketed it, won it in a poker game, found a lost stray ticket, traded a pistol for it. Jorge goes first. Uh, B, poker game. Amanda. B, poker game. Greg? I was going to say something else, but I'm going to go with those guys and Amanda. Poker game. Clinton. Let's see if this works. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> um, I, I mean, my guess is a random. I'll just say pickpocket because that seems fun. Oh, Clinton, follow the crowd. He won it in a poker game. Oh, that okay. is how Jack Dawson got on this ill-fated boat. Everybody has two except Clinton still off the board. To be clear, I kind of refused to see this movie when it came out because the people who kept asking me to see it were people I was not interested in hanging out with. And that eventually just went my whole life. <laughs> well, so 25 years later, you're I paying know, for it. I know. Just All right. J.J. Astor, the real-life richest passenger on the Titanic and considered at the time America's first multimillionaire, known for building New York's Astoria Hotel, later the Waldorf Astoria, was on the boat when it sank. He died when it sank. Over under, he was worth $80 million in 1912 at the time of his death. He was worth $80 million $80 mil. in 1912 at the time of his death. Over under, Amanda goes first. Under. Greg. I'm going to say over. Clinton. I'm going under. That's like a Rob Palenka signing. That's a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going uh, under. 
Craig is the only yeah. one who got this right. Have asked he was worth otherwise. eighty-seven million dollars. Straight cash, homie. <laughs> Which in today's dollars, two point two one billion. Wow. He probably would have been on the oxygen list if he was around today. Yep. Well, okay. James Cameron won Best Director and Best Picture for Titanic. What else though did he do on this movie? A screenwriter, B editor, C producer, D all of the above. Screenwriter. Co-editor, producer, all of the above. Greg goes first. I've learned from my test taking to say always all of the above. Clint. D. I'll go B. Horror. Uh, I'll go C. Amanda? All of the above. All of the above. Yeah, always all of the above. Screenwriter, co-editor, producer. In addition to director, there's the first best picture with somebody wearing all of those hats. I'm uh, told I'm not allowed to lodge complaints, but go on. That was kind of a misleading oh, you can go, question. You can go ahead. Why, Why is it misleading? misleading? I wasn't misled. Hold no, on. You, you knew. I'm just saying that. Never mind. I didn't Go know. Oh, I guess. Are, we, are, we get, are we getting a negative one here? No complaining. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have negative one. Negative now. one. I did watch a really cool reenactment video of the <laughs> Titanic sinking. Which have you seen those before? Those are really fun. You're yeah. Like, you can yeah, go yeah. inside them like the virtual tour. Anyway, I have seen. So those. the score right now: Greg four, Amanda three, Jorge Clinton, two, negative Clinton five. negative one. Oh, you want me negative five? All right, fine. Negative five. I will preset some complaints in. There you go. Negative five. We can build those in. Just put loser. Right. Loser. <laughs> you can put this game is too. really coming in under protest. <laughs> All right. Over under in real life, over under on the amount of courses served during dinner in first class on the Titanic. Over under at nine. So basically double digit courses, not double digit courses. Clinton goes first. I'm going over on that. Jorge. Going under. Amanda. Under. Yeah, I'm going under. Clinton finally negative four. Ten. <laughs> Ten courses at dinner. If for no other reason, you can brag and say you've got ten. That's why Many you do choices that. included oysters, consomme, poached salmon, filet Wait, mignon. Consomme? Yep. Consomme? Consomme. That's Mexican, man. It was on the list. <laughs> nice. It's on the list. Lamb with mint sauce. Ooh, Squaw. we like a nice man. That Lamb. sounds good. Faux uh, gras, Waldorf pudding. Each course, <laughs> each course included a wine pairing, and there were spirits and cigars afterwards. Second class passengers were served classic French bistro and American dishes. Third class. I wouldn't know about that. Typically <laughs> soup or stew. Oh, I do like soup and stew. I know that actually doesn't sound like Do you like house. stoop? <laughs> Bob Stoops, great coach. No. How many do you have left, Andy? Uh, three more. Okay. Three more. Kate Winslet was nominated for an Oscar, a Golden Globe, both or neither for her role as Rose. An Oscar, a Golden Globe, both or neither. Jorge goes first. Well, yeah, we don't need that. I mean, well, you I, see like, yeah, I mean, I like it. I like it, but, you know, what we don't need there? that. Uh, I'll say uh, Golden Globe. Amanda. Both. Greg. I'm saying both. Clinton. I guess both, since everybody who's seen the Titanic knows everything about the movie. Well, the answer is, in fact, both. She won uh, neither, but she was nominated for oh, both. See, that, mm, that, like, uh, that's, that's what I like. Didn't actually win them. But that's right, but she was nominated for both. That was a good both. question. Okay, when, f when he first began developing Titanic in the early 90s, who was James Cameron's first choice for the role of Jack? Brad Pitt, River Phoenix, Luke Perry, or Chris O'Donnell? Brad Pitt, huh. River Phoenix, Luke Perry, or Chris O'Donnell? Or, uh, no, it's Amanda goes first. River Phoenix. Greg. I want to go differently, but that's what I thought. River Phoenix. Clinton? Uh, I mean, who was I think? I'll say Luke Perry, just to say Luke Perry. Uh, O'Donnell, Chris. It is, in fact, River Phoenix. Oh, wow. He unfortunately died in 1993. Others were offered it, turned it down, including Johnny Depp, 
But then I w- eventually- what I was going to say is, was it going to be Robert Downey? That's who I thought it might have been if I just guessed it off the top of my head. But what do I know? What? I is this the last one? Uh, it can be. Well, no, no, no. You said, <laughs> I know. I'm just wondering because I mean, it, this is it, an it awfully matters. slow game. Like well, your tone, like it's very monotone. Listen, it's very slow. Our hearts matters for who goes I'm first. Kind of our hearts will go off. It's as low as a Titanic sunk. Yeah. I have been trying to pace this. This with game the idea that we is don't have... sinking. Wow. Okay. Then this is the last one. Very quickly. All right. Well, wow. I have to go first. So Amanda, you have to go. But we got something nice. So listen. Ooh, we like a nice man. That sounds. Okay. Wait, hold on. We have to change the music, Jorge. We have to change the... (laughs) Here we go. Here we go. Ooh, we're like a nice man. (laughs) What cost more in great, by the way? I'm so glad you got that. Last sorry. question. Sorry, sorry. What co- again, I've been trying to pace myself with the idea that we don't have crosstalk. Well, yeah, we don't have crosstalk, so it's fine. What cost more in 1997 when the movie was released? The movie Titanic or the actual Titanic itself in 1997 dollars? Oh, wow, that's tough. The movie Titanic or the actual Titanic itself in 1997 dollars? Amanda, since you love the game so much, well, I, have you to go, go. I have to go first. No, my rules. Amanda okay. goes. First. <laughs> I'm going to go the actual Titanic. Okay, Greg. I'll go the other way, so we can have something. But I think it's the the movie. The movie. Clinton. I think it's the movie, and I'll add a fun fact, which is that the ESPN studios at Seaport in New York are right by where the Titanic was supposed to be. It's like the really? weirdest thing. Yeah. Jorge. Uh, I'm going to the movie. I'm very happy to announce it was, in fact, the movie. Oh, I'm the winner. Titanic. Nice try, man. Good job. So Greg wins. Hey. Nobody appreciates me, right? Sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. I I said off the rip, I've never seen that movie. Good work, kid. So that was was my caveat to that entire situation. Our hearts will go on. There's no Celine Dion questions there either? No. No? Well, you know, maybe my bonus if I've been allowed to go there. I like a nice... And we're going down. Slowly but surely. <laughs> Lamb. I like a nice ham. The I like show a nice man. is sinking. I know. I'm trying to come up with nursery rhymes, but I can't do it. Um, what do you expect out of the football tonight since we got a little Rams? It's going to be cold. Baker Mayfield's running around. What do you like? I want to know which idiot is going to be the one that tries too hard by wearing no sleeves. Oh. Well, I mean, we were talking with DeMarco in here the other day, and he pointed out that, like... If you get cold at all, that means you're probably not playing. And so, like, the idea of sticking with your routine in order to in order to feel the way you normally feel, I, I kind of understand. But, like, bro, you would not – I mean, negative what – what's, what's the temperature? I believe it's going to be somewhere between zero and negative five. You couldn't – I mean, you'd have to literally be giving me an NFL game check to be anywhere near that. I will say this, though, in terms of things that could work in the Rams' favor. You know, the weather matters. Baker Mayfield has played in cold. Yeah. He's played in some really, really cold games in Cleveland. By the way, that was Game of Games powered by Call Jacob. Winning matters. That's why after an accident, you have to go to calljacob.com or call 844-24-JACOB. That's 844-24-JACOB. A great game of games. <laughs> Fascinating game of games. I, mean, I won, just, so I'm happy with it. It moved with such a, dare I say, glacial pace. <laughs> He's so that's proud of himself. Good. You see him? No, he's up. He's no, shaking his good. arms. That is good. That one was good. I'm just that saying. Good. That's all I got. Googling is a iceberg and <laughs> So what did we what did we learn today? Thing. We learned today that nobody cares about LeBron's record. We learned today that we're basically trading Justin Turner for um JD Martinez. JD Martinez. We've learned that what else? The Lakers are 
moving at a glacial pace. If they, are, say. they are actually at a crossroads right yeah. now. They've got a lot to figure out, like about this season, the whole future moving forward. Glaciers, however, and icebergs are not. And moose shed their antlers. Okay. <laughs> okay. And antlers and, and horns are not the same. And bumble is for white. If there's one thing I learned this weekend, it's that antlers are temporary and horns are permanent. Did you know that? No. Now you know. Anyway, coming up, we've got Rams pregame. Oh, we got a couple of minutes. Okay, well, I'll talk about whatever I'm going to do this Oh, week. look who could use some look. questions right about now. <laughs> no. Look who could let's use some this. Titanic let's questions go back. right let's, about let's, now. Let's go back to the questions. I legitimately want to know what their other questions were. You don't, 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 don't play the game. Just tell me the questions. I'll see if I can answer uh, What year was the wreckage of the Titanic found? Ooh, I'm going to say the 70s. Uh, 1985. Okay. All right, reasonably not bad. Not bad. Not bad. I had no idea. Good song. True or false? Kate Winslet came down with hypothermia because James Cameron wouldn't let her wear a wetsuit during the cold water. I one hundred percent believe that. That is true. True. Okay. She almost quit the movie over. I also saw this blurb that on the last week of taping at at the at Titanic, they got all poisoned with like LSD or something. Yes. Is that real? Yes. Wow. Yeah. LSD? Like they were all tripping? Yeah, like somebody put the LSD literally in the I have potatoes. a friend That's who crazy. has a small role in Titanic. She told me stories. It was a crazy shoot. Wow. It was nuts. I believe it. All right, coming up, we got Rams free game. It's going to be cold out there. He's AK. I'm Clinton Yates. This is ESPN 710. Thank you all for tuning in to Mason in Ireland.